So, tell us about your Frankenfurt. <laughs> well, um, as you may recall, I was in a really bad car accident when I was uh, 21. Um, and that was 22 years ago. Uh, the doctors wanted to cut my foot off because uh, it was broken. My ankle bone and my talus bone or talus bone, however you say it, was broken really badly at what the doctors call the neck. And I guess the, the talus bone is kind of like a sponge. And when it was fused back together with like titanium hardware, a lot of the, the vessels, the, the, the channels um, weren't, they, they healed over and didn't let blood flow. And I developed a condition called avascular necrosis. And uh, I had to go through a bunch of surgeries after that to keep my foot because I was persistent. I was like, no, you're not going to amputate it. I still want to snowboard. I want to live. And I couldn't imagine, you know, having an amputated foot. But uh, the results are I kept my foot, but a, with a lot of pain. And uh, my one friend called it my Frankenfoot and it stuck because I do, do have a lot of like scar tissue and a lot of like um, varicose vein looking blood vessels from all of the surgeries and the tissue damage. And, uh, you know, it's always plagued me. I wake up every morning or I used to wake up every morning almost falling down. So when I first used uh, your Tesla device, it was the most profound experience of all. I've used it since then and it still helped me, but it was that first time where I really was able to lean into my ankle and stretch my, uh, my Achilles tendon area because I would always get such a sharp shooting pain in the front of the ankle. I could never really stretch the back of the ankle. And that was what was most profound to me and uh, most inspiring and got me to bring it you know to my friends and family and show it off not just my increased range of motion but uh you know i've, I've helped other friends you know some anecdotal stories of my, a friend with an elbow my mother with her shoulder have just been like turning to me like brian i don't have any words to explain it and i'm, I'm i tell them i don't really have any words either except to point like to clive to carl who gifted it to me to say wow this there is something there i can't explain it but there's definitely something worth exploring and uh, i'm i'm forever grateful how many minutes did it take that first time to get the effect um if i recall correctly i didn't really know how to use it and i didn't want to overdo anything so i think that i was just using it for about 30 seconds at a time. And then I, uh, I think I did two 30 second or maybe two 45 second. I don't think I went more than a minute. And I just kind of lightly waved the, uh, the one curved bulb wand uh, around my ankle. I went around the front where it's usually most sensitive to pain. And, you know, before I knew it, I was stretching on my ankle and I was, I was almost in disbelief because even when early on after my surgeries, the doctors would prescribe me painkillers, I couldn't even stretch that well. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was not that long of a time. It, it's crazy, isn't it? I just did a talk yesterday afternoon where, I don't know, 
20 people or something wanted to be treated. And I had three machines on the go so they didn't overheat. And everybody got benefits. A lot of them came out of pain completely, but you know, some of them just it made it better. But it, right. it depends a lot on their health at the time as to whether they can sustain that as, as you did. Um, yep. You know, I, I'm always expecting pains to go away. Uh, the most dramatic one I've had recently was this woman who had been in eye hospital, the eye hospital for three days, because they said she was likely to lose her eye because of some infection within the eye. In three days of treatment in, in the hospital, she wasn't getting any better. She borrowed a machine, used it for 15 seconds, six times when she got home in the evening, woke up at three in the morning, did it again. And she said, and I've, I've got a video of her talking about it, that 80% better the next morning. And <laughs> the doctors not only saying they couldn't guarantee she wouldn't lose her sight, also said she'd have to be on steroids and antibiotics for six months. And even then, there was no guarantee. I mean, super crazy. I think it took her about three weeks to actually get completely over uh, the issue. But wow. 80% better right away. It so, is. It's it's just so amazing that in such a short amount of time, I've that got I was able to get such results. Hang on a sec. I've got something at the door. And I think, um, you know, I I don't really know because I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not the creator, but I I also question too if not only did was the Tesla device helpful, but I wonder if at a certain point because I'm a little bit more of a skeptic to start that after I did notice the results that maybe there was a little bit of not placebo effect but a little bit of once the Tesla device got me uh, a little bit of relief that maybe just my my belief and my hope and my optimism and joy you know released something else chemicals or whatnot in my body that was like you've got this and there there's a path for less pain and more mobility and perhaps just that in itself you know was a catalyst as well as a healing device if that makes sense i mean there's no question about it uh, maybe you've heard me tell this story before, but some years ago, I was using some different technology to test it out, the spooky devices, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I got four of them. And I'd wired up this poor guy to all four, and he got vision problems, brain problems, and pain. An hour later, everything's fixed, and I'd forgotten to switch the machines on. <laughs> yeah, wow. so that's the power of the mind. Um, yeah. I had the decision then, do I tell him or not? And I decided not to. So I don't care <laughs> what gets them better. So I yeah, that's that side of it's massive. But uh, you know, Tesla, when describing this technology, described it in several ways. One one of them was he he said he, he felt it was like a cellular mm. massage. And mm. he also suggested it could be a cellular reset. So, you know, when I do remember you saying that as the reset. Yeah. And I mean, that seems to make sense when you see the results. Mm -hmm. I got to say that I really also have found that I love um, massaging the, the bottoms of my feet, the soles of my feet, as well as my belly button. 
Well, I mean, that's super important. You've got all the connections are in the belly button and all the meridians and everything. I mean, I've had reflexologists who've said, well, look, I'm getting what I'd normally do in 30 minutes, I'm getting done in five. Mm. So it's interesting that you've spotted those two things. Yeah. You know, some people, if they if they want to put in essential oils that are safe for ingestion, I will put them on around the belly button and drive it in around there. Mm. Okay. And when we were a baby, everything came from there. And, and you know, so the, the, the physiology to some degree is still there, apparently. So I'm told. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I just got, I just got inspired one day to try it. And then I found out I loved it on the soles of my feet. And then I got curious another time and thought about my belly button. And before I knew it, I'm thinking, what is that really? I felt like it was just, it, it actually helped go all throughout my body. Maybe, you know, part of that might be the mind over matter thing, but like you said, like we said, also, it could just be that, that catalyst that triggers your ability to, to have that. Well, you know, I believe to a very large degree, we are self-healing to start with that, mm -hmm. you know, know that we have the belief and then we have the techniques you know, a couple of times in my life, I've been in terrible pain and beyond being able to turn it off uh, mm -hmm. using of hypnosis. And, uh, but then I lost the ability. And I talked to my, one of my hypnosis teachers about it. And he said, well, look, you know, what you'd commanded your body do, to do was to turn off pain. And I had a migraine that was just terrible. And I turned it off like a light switch. I said, look, your your subconscious didn't know that you could do that getting around all those checks and balances to keep you alive so you don't bleed to death because you don't feel pain or whatever so well if you'd mm -hmm. said to your subconscious i want uh, my heart to stop beating he said well i don't know but maybe you might have gone past that check and balance as well so if you want to turn off pain like that again you're gonna have to be cleverer <laughs> or be put in such a stress position that you something else has brought about you because you're in such dire circumstances well uh, years ago i got shot at uh with an automatic weapon and i could have won the olympics for hurdling at that point <laughs> right yeah, yeah i mean you, suddenly you get all the strength you need uh-huh but then have adrenal fatigue for the next week <laughs> i was young so i think i was all right <laughs> i mean i remember the first motorcycle thing, I had a car coming at me from the side and there was nothing I could do except accelerate. And luckily I had a powerful bike. Luckily, if I'd been on, I would have been dead. Anyway, the next thing I know, I've gone through a garden gate into somebody's front garden. And my, you know, I wasn't doing this. You know, some other part of me was driving the bike, managed to stop about one inch before I crashed through the front door managed to turn the bike around in her front, the woman's front garden and started racing off down, down after the car and suddenly my my whole body turned to jelly and I, I couldn't you know even when I managed to get off the bike I, I couldn't turn the key off because I was too shaky right yeah yeah so, but it got you through that fight or flight scenario well absolutely the next uh, motorbike one I had so I was really into them still am actually uh I Came off round and round about must have hit some oil, and suddenly time slowed down. It slowed down so much that I became the observer and I watched my body 
untangle itself from the bike. It was, you know, so it wasn't me doing it. My body was doing it all by itself. Perfect, absolutely perfect. Then I observed myself roll, folding myself up into like a fetal ball. And the next thing I know, time is going so slowly. Anyway, I realize I've touched the ground and I'm rolling and rolling and rolling. And it's like minutes were going past. I mean, it was so slow. Everything has slowed right, right down. And at one point, I think, well, I'm probably safe to put my arm out now. But, my, well, ripped to shreds. Otherwise, I didn't have a bruise on me. Only when uh, my brain came back online. And so I've wondered ever since, well, what was that? You know, people say guardian angels, but, you know, your higher self. I mean, I have no idea what it was, but I was suddenly the observer of something weird. And people like Michael Schumacher, you know, the racing driver, and lots of others, fighter pilots, they will say the same thing. Under a certain amount, a certain situation, time slows right down so they can do everything. Mm -hmm. I've heard Michael Schumacher say that while he was winning a race, he was also chatting to the pits about where he was going to go on holiday later on that day. <laughs> <laughs> so time is going so slow, it's fine. And you can understand yeah. how they can have those lightning reactions. Because in there, you know, so the question is how many people can at will slow time down? Um, there was another old English racing driver called Graham Hill, and he said the moment he hit 180 miles an hour, then that was great. That that was the point that time slowed down for him. Wow. You know, I'll take off that subject, but the power of the mind. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's so much more possible than we've ever been told. And we went to school where they kicked out any ideas like that you might have, that you might have some qualities. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm more optimistic of where we're headed. You know, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, you know, fear or alarmism and negative talk. And then I see that, I see the potentials, but I also see the potential for, you know, the greatness that we're capable of, you know, whatever's coming around right now. I don't know, Cayuga cycle, I've heard it called all these different things that sound a little bit new agey for me that kind of, you know, turn certain parts of me off also are very curious. And I'm like, you know, I, I know where I've come and what I'm capable of. And I know all the times when I've been told, oh, this is going to happen bad, or this can't be overcome, or this is going to be a problem. And it's not come about like that. And instead, you know, so much greatness has come about. And I'm I'm just still optimistic that it's going to be more of more of that in the future for all of us. You know, I'm sure there's going to be the the tough stuff that we'll have to deal with. But, you know, like it's shown me, it's just it's just made me stronger and bigger, badder, better, you know. Yeah, no, well, well said, I agree. So, I mean, I see lots of positive things happening lots real mm -hmm. a lot of people you know a lot of people are doing stuff and how many people does it take you know, let's say 70 percent of the population will just go along with what they're told so you know i see people now um deciding to suggest to the town well let's not vote for the council anymore let's vote in another one totally separate uh, you know, and you say to the people, well, look, this is how much you're being taxed and robbed, and here's the corruption, here, and this is the tax you pay to the council, and they don't fix the roads anyway. 
here's our council, the People's Council, uh, and it's going to cost you a third. And we'll, we'll actually fix the holes in the road. We'll <laughs> the road. You know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I, how, do you, how do you appeal to people? Sex, money, and laughter. <laughs> Some people are too old for the sex part, maybe. But, yeah, the money part, everybody's getting fleeced. So now's the time to say, look, you, if only we vote these bastards out, you know, you'll be richer for a start. Then you'll be more relaxed, and then your sex will get better, and then you'd laugh more. And then you might laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Trifecta. <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. That's a that's a quick crash course in how to how to win in politics. <laughs>